0: You're listening to Bach the Bach, the podcast that opens up the world of classical music one beer at a time, and you are listening to our first ever mini-episode, mini-sode.
1: The mini-sode. It's, it's, the, it's an attempt to uh, get to those topics that we don't really get a chance to reach during the, the larger episodes. They're going to be quick, they're going to be every other week. Um, still featuring beer still featuring music but also giving you you. of
0: course I mean what better way to do it Uh, but also giving you great tips to become a better classical music participant
1: either as a musician or as an audience member Uh, because the whole reason this podcast started was to 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 bring people to make it uh, easier to to get into classical music it is it's so daunting to begin to listen to so um, and, and part of Getting to know something is is being educated about, it and just just finding little hints and tips that that make it less scary. So these mini episodes are going to be coming out every other week, um, and uh, talking about uh, every topic under the sun. Today we're talking about
0: A concert etiquette, you know, day. and you know we'll we'll cover you know how to dress and look sexy for a concert later on, <sighs> but which is always a lot important. of tips for that. A lot of tips, at least at least six spandex.
1: Uh, just. Lots of
0: spandex. Are we talking neon spandex? Well, or talking I'm just
1: working with what's going on. You in my had that wardrobe. spandex.
0: Munitard, I gave one away. The neon I gave one munitard, away. Will Story. Which, if, if you you're wore a bow tie
1: with it, it would be cost appropriate. <laughs> I wore it to a bowling alley in Oregon once, and I nearly got shot. Well, um, I mean,. You think in th-
0: Oregon, Portland, Oregon, they would be they would be okay with it, but no, it was a logging
1: town. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but back up, we're,
0: we're talking concert etiquette today. So before we talk about concert etiquette, we got to talk about the title of this mini episode. It's which, Maddie, What is it?
1: It's naughty and nice. It's 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 Christmas, it's, it's Christmas time. It's
0: Christmas time. Hanukkah's over. You had your time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You had eight days. Actually, however, Christmas now is like three months. Yeah,
1: in the Christmas season. We, we of were seeing trees go up in in October.
0: What well, the heck? In my house, in our house, uh, yeah. at Christmas now. You guys can vote and weigh in on this. A Christmas tree and all the decorations in this house, against my will, went up <laughs> November eighth. That would be one month and seventeen days prior to Christmas, which is one month and seventeen days too early. To put decorations
1: up, <laughs> but who's counting? who's counting? But but um, if we're interested to hear from you guys as uh, in these these days before Christmas, when do when do you start your Christmas tradition? Um, send us a, send us a message, send us a, a tweet or anything. Or, or this, or anything when yeah. do you, we were talking to Dad and he was saying when he was growing up, and I really love this idea. It was um, overnight, like it would yeah. just. You'd go to bed Christmas Eve with nothing, nothing. And then you wake up. And the entire house was decorated, lights, tree, which I I think adds so much magic to Christmas night. I hear my
0: only thing to challenge that. So say you're an excited kid for Christmas.
1: Yeah.
0: How are you, you going like, to keep it in that you're not going to just like peek out every five seconds or one run interrupt <laughs> and like say... Uh, what the fuck's going on? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening?
1: <laughs> and, then, and then, anyway. Just, you can see why that entire generation went to the cocktail. As the, I mean, how else is it going to see you through an entire night? You know, kids go to bed. Yeah. You got to wrap presents, set up a tree, run lights... It's a bake, and you have to bake. bake. and it's so unreal. You don't anyway. sleep, and then you then you crash the next day. <laughs> and we all wonder why our parents were sleeping in the morning.
0: So we're talking so about the um, Naughty or Nice, uh, and the reason why we're calling it this episode, which we'll dive into later, but uh, we are a podcast, of those, as you know, that's based around classical music and beer. And yeah. and, uh, and the beer we're featuring, which, ironically enough, is called Nice Brewing Company, but G-N-E-I-S-S.
1: For all you geologists out there, you'll recognize yes. that. Yes.
0: Uh, So we'll dive into that a little bit later. Uh, But, you you know, we're going to dive into our first piece because it's the holiday season.
1: Get people into the spirit. It's
0: it's in the spirit. We are, I think at this point, I can't count, uh, 10 days away recording this. By the time time this uh, comes out, this will be three three days days away. Three days away from Christmas. So um, this is right in in the heart of it. So um, this is something we've all heard... um, you know, it is from the Nutcracker Suite by Tchaikovsky. We know the famous ballet. Whether your kids have danced in it or you've gone to see a sibling dance in it, I actually I was in the Nutcracker. You were? Uh, I was Fritz. Fritz. I was Clara's brother. I did ballet for one <gasps> winter to impress Heather Leaper. Yeah. In seventh grade.
1: And you had a bow tie the I size had, of Rhode Island. I it had a inc- bow tie.
0: <laughs> so basically, I never did ballet before in my life. And then Heather's like, "You should do. You should try out for the Nutcracker." And I said okay and so I tried out and got the role of Fritz I was Clara's brother Um, and I basically my only job was to do a couple turns and break a nutcracker
1: Um, (laughs) Heather if you're listening to this we do want to know did it work that's that's, (laughs) no clearly not it didn't work no no it didn't work Um, Uh,
0: but no but uh, I had the bow tie the size of an SUV um, I and then I had just I had enough rouge on my cheeks that you oh, can carbon yeah. date like or, or figure out how long at what time of day I'm gonna based on the layers. I'm gonna put the photo up on the on the website. No, just please don't do that, uh
1: no. but, but you if you also if you've watched Home Alone, which everyone has, you've heard this piece. So yes, I well.
0: no uh, so this is the Pock from uh, the Nutcracker Suite by Tchaikovsky.
1: <laughs> um, that was that was one of the most iconic pieces of um, of, of, of Christmas, of the Christmas season. Yeah,
0: you know, and you know, I look at the the most known are the 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 Ukrainian Bell Carol, the Carol of the Bells, yes, the, the Nutcracker, yes. Um, and but the other one that we've always heard and it's always done anywhere in the U.S. and around the world. At the holiday season, especially in December, is uh, Handel's Messiah the 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 in its entirety usually, or at least most of it.
1: Yeah, it it, one of one of the most uh, emotionally moving, epic, uh, incredible pieces uh, to to either sing in the choir to play in the. Well,
0: I gotta be honest. As a cellist, it's not super exciting. It's it's you get like a few moments, and then it's pretty. um, this you kind just
1: of, you remember that when everyone says that the, the instrument they wish they played was cello, you just remember I that. know right? that <laughs> we're,
0: we're, we're great looking people. It's anyway, true, um, it's true. so so the reason why we, we we did this mini episode about concert etiquette it, it actually relates to the Handles Messiah quite a bit because if you've ever been to see it performed live you know and we went all the time as kids and both yeah. playing in it and seeing it
1: the the um the for for us it was the melodies of christmas uh with the empire State youth orchestra always uh, second week in december um and we performed for, in, in, uh, in, in in a load uh, of and
0: it always finished it oh, every performance finished with uh handels messiah which is the last movement of the whole of, of the whole work and uh, sorry of of the first part of the whole work the hallelujah ho- chorus, chorus the hallelujah chorus. chorus which we all know um, and we'll send you out on that today. But, uh, you know, if you've ever been in the audience for that and you don't <laughs> know, it's kind of like whack-a-mole what you're looking at. The, like. the it's, uncertainty it's, of it it's, all. You, usually concert etiquette with Handel's Messiah is, do you stand up? and yep. you stand during the entire performance during the t- duration of the the, the hallelujah chorus, chorus. Yep. just yep. during that part but so many audience members like either they half stand or they don't stand or some people get right up and stand so it just looks like whack-a-mole
1: yeah. and, and the folks who the folks who know to stand stand and right then everyone else takes that as a cue that Oh, crap, everyone else is leaving. i got to get to the parking garage to, yes, so. to, 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 go <laughs> to beat the traffic. It's not it's that, nuts. people. <laughs>
0: it, you're missing the best part of the Messiah. It, it really is. Um, and even though it's done so much, it never gets old. No, but, you know, no. it's always... It,
1: it, it's, it's a its a goosebump piece, or a chili bump. It's a... We'll
0: do a last episode. We won't even dive into that. I'm just, as I quoted then reporting the news. Um, but anyway, it's... It, it's
1: it came from uh, it came from a uh, a belief that is uh, that can't be corroborated um, that at at the London premiere King George the stood uh, as the Hallelujah chorus um, uh, started which. Being king, and when when you're a king, nearly in every country, when you stand, the rest of the room stands. It's the same with a president nowadays. When you stand, the room stands. I had that well, all the time
0: too. I had that effect. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I mean, I walk to empty rooms, so it's it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's I, I with hair I, like that, it's tough not to it's have tough that. Tough not to. Yeah. Um, so so if if the rumor is true, George II stood, uh, which would have obliged everyone to stand. There's there's no actual uh, evidence that he was there. Um, or that he attended any of the other performances of the Messiah, but that's where the the rumor started. Um, the first reference to people standing uh, appears from a, a letter uh, straight out of uh, that 1756. It was a good oh, year. That's good year. It's a good year. Um, ACDC released their first album. Crush it. Um, <laughs> which was three years just before uh, Handel uh, kicked it. Um, so uh, so what? what so yeah.
0: the, the answer, like to kind of you know. Give a straight answer to this. When the, you if you are going to see the Messiah being played, or if whether an orchestra and a chorus or just a chorus is doing this on its own, Yep. whether maybe they're just playing the Alia chorus, it is you should stand. It's what you should do. It, it's it's just concert it, it, it's happening for 300 and something years. Yep. And and it's not stopping anytime soon. No. Um and it's it's just the right thing to do. So when if you hear handles the
1: handle's chorus from the Messiah, get on your feet get on your feet Don't, if you can, you can you can hold your, your hands <laughs> you can put your hands in front you can clasp them behind your back you can do a ricky bobby and have them slowly kind of rise right, up so in front of the face. face
0: or you can do the wave you can use the wave
1: but but make sure you're standing uh, it is etiquette it's not a it's not a religious thing um uh, if you if you know Kevin and I, were even
0: though it is the Messiah, which it, it is, it's a, uh, a religious based piece, but it's it not a religious gesture. Just, yeah.
1: just uh, it's, and and you'll find we'll find. If you do stand and watch the audience before you stand with this majestic piece playing, which again we'll, we'll play you out on today, um, you'll realize that it is—it just makes it even more uh, moving. Uh, and speaking of moving and, and, and movements, just wait. <laughs> what kind of movements are you talking about? We're, we're, uh, classical <laughs> movements. We're talking about classical movements. Yeah. Okay, so,
0: so. So. Uh... Being both of us being part of symphony orchestras for years and attending, uh, and for those who are classical music musicians, well, classical music, music classical musicians, uh, <laughs> I suck today. Uh, classical musicians or anybody who goes that, to, that I'm period. going for that soon. Um, if if you again, if, or if you attend the symphony often, you you know this, but we want to clarify a couple couple of things. So whenever there is a, uh, you're at. Th- the symphony orchestra or going to see a concert band and there is a piece of music that had what's called movements inside of it which means there are smaller parts to the overall piece so sometimes yeah. it's three movements sometimes it's four sometimes it's six sometimes it's 20 who knows uh, a
1: can, uh, like for example a, a concerto will normally have three exactly. uh, a, symphony a symphony normally one. has no, four, four. Um, mm-hmm. yes and, and it's okay it's, it is okay not to know these things you have to remember that when these pieces were written um, this was the same kind of knowledge uh, you know, people people knew that this was what was done. Just the same way that we know today that, well, just name you know name any etiquette procedure. But uh, mm. wait, wait, and and, and and in the day, people knew. Uh, that this was what was done. Just the the the, the etiquette uh, was everyday knowledge. Whereas today, obviously, it, it, it's not. Just it's because not. it is it, not everyday. And it's and also
0: it's, not the contemporary music. It's not. It, it, it's, yeah. it's it's still being performed. But at the time, it was it was what's new. And now it's now it's not old, but it's it's in a different period that we still perform today. Exactly. So if you're always wondering, like you know, you always hear those people. Usually, after the first movement or the second movement, no matter how whatever how fast or slow the tempo is going. You hear like five people in the audience clap or a lot clap, and realize that the orchestra's not done, and then it's like the awkward.
1: And that's okay because it means that you appreciate what you're hearing, which is I mean that's good. That's a whole (laughs) other podcast. We'll get into
0: that. Uh, But like we want to talk about like you know the appropriate time to clap at a symphony orchestra, or or at a performance at any piece of music that has movement. So if you, when you go to a concert, get a program. If the piece that you're like, you'll see a lot of the pieces. They're usually in bold. Yep. If the piece is just in bold and there's no writing below it, that's like kind of part of the same section. Then that's just a piece by itself. And when the piece ends, it's done. That's when you clap at the end.
1: Yep. The, the programs you can find they'll uh, wherever you get seated. There's always the ushers. They always have a stack of programs. And normally there's some lovely old deer who'll be like. Oh, you would love my granddaughter. I would, yeah. She is so nice. She is I've, so nice. I've, I've got... them, are they all
0: Jewish? I mean, it's, um,
1: <laughs> but they they um, the, that, get a program. Uh, it, it is worth it just to see the layout of the the program. And so, so when you look
0: at you look at the program, you're reading through what the pieces they're going to play. And so, say the piece by itself, just bold, nothing else. That's the piece by itself. Now, if you see a piece that's in bold and below it, you see. Uh, indented usually, not all the time, but in italics that are either, you know, again, movements, three movements or four or more or less. Um... It'll normally be in Italian, which... Not always. Not always. Not but, always. Depending you know. on the composer. A lot of American composers now that have written symphonies, write it in English. For the, for the common man, uh, it's usually in Italian, A yes. Allegro, molto, adagio. Uh, yeah. Um, so Child you'll see Alabama. those... <laughs>
1: Fettuccini, Fettuccine, Fettuccine Alfredo, Alfredo It's delicious um, Arab- Pena Arabriata <laughs> Arabriata
0: So what, you, what you're going to do is when you see those
1: piece, those uh,
0: movements in Italian you don't clap between those you wait till the very end of the last one and sometimes those movements are called a taka you don't know when they start and when they end a taca yeah. means attached yeah. so like sometimes usually a second the third movements, usually not a use but the most commonly done a taka. um and Uh, Depending on the composer. And so you might not know when one movement starts and one movement ends. But the big cue of knowing when to clap. And this is big. This is big. Is usually the conductor's arms. If you watch the conductor, whether it's a chorus band or orchestra, um, if they're still in the air... Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you. That's when you don't clap and don't make your, an
1: idiot of yourself. You know, <laughs> don't be. But we we uh, we, we don't want to make. If if you clap accidentally, it's not the end of the world. It's close, <laughs> but um, it is appreciated because it means that you you know you dig what's being played. But at the same time, you you know there's this is nice kind of pregnant pause. And yeah, and,
0: and so. So you want, and, but you know, if you do it, it happens, so it goes. Just like if you poop your pants. You can't do anything about it until later on. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, there. it's not the end of the world. Funny story about that. We can talk about that later. Okay. Not, uh, not, not the poop with, in the pants. Not with me. <laughs> with somebody else. I,
0: I know. Anyway. anyway. So uh, good old Poop Pants over here is talking about this stuff. So. Anyway. Uh, so. But you usually want to wait till the end of the movements when the conductor's arms lower to the sides and kind of relax and you see the musicians also relax, that's usually the sign that the piece is over. And you probably unless you're like the one ready to go and of your seat, ready to clap, yep, yep, you're that yep. guy like I'm gonna be the first one. Usually you'll hear someone else before you and then the whole audience <laughs> will do it. Um, you know, and that's it's it's also a sign of gratitude. And if you start to see a standing ovation at the end of, of a piece, you know, again, you don't have to stand but usually, it's it's for the most part at yeah. professional concerts. If someone's giving a standing ovation, it was a pretty badass piece of music.
1: Yeah, yeah. Y- you 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 kind of resign yourself to being viewed as a dick, unless you're a paraplegic, unless you <laughs> that, can yeah. That's true. Um, but um, you I, you kind of. I,
0: I do want to give a quick shout out and a, a great little tip that was cool, and some a lot of symphony New Yorkers just could benefit from this. Yep. Um, uh, Norman Huin, who's we had on our first episode.
1: I, I miss Norman. We got to get him it back on. We miss him
0: a lot. Uh, he uh, started, and we mentioned the first podcast. He does a thing called Symphony of Spirits, which is a kind of introductory yep. course. For twenty-one to thirty-nine year olds to get them to come to the symphony, enjoy the symphony, and understand while uh, drinking, which is a great combination, can, which is our the, podcast. For
1: the premise of what right. we do. So,
0: <laughs> um, but what he did was, so he makes these these comment not to the cover these program cards just for Symphony of the Spirits people, and he and oh, he put yeah, you want to like a, an image of hands clapping at the appropriate times where to clap. That's which yes. I think is it's all it takes for the person designing the program like. Three cut and paste, and that's it.
1: I think he referenced that during one when we, uh, during one of the in between bits when we were yeah, talking. It's, yeah, it's
0: it's the simplest idea, and it also helps whether you you go to the symphony all the time or you or you don't. Sometimes you don't know the right time to clap. Like yeah. I've got I've listened to new pieces I've never heard before, and there's movements, and I'm not sure when one movement starts and ends. Yeah. And like, yeah. So
1: knowing those little tips is, is huge. And 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 you, as you as a conductor. Um, you, Obviously, you. I'm sure you've experienced people clapping when they shouldn't. Um, do you, you make quite a distinct drop yeah, it's, of the, yeah, the arms? Again, you,
0: your arms are, are the active part of being a conductor. It's what you do. Um, you know, sometimes the hips, but mostly it's the arms.
1: Um, <laughs> With Francisco Noia, Francisco it's, Noia the, hip, it's
0: always the hips. It's um, all about the hips. Um, it's so, but yeah, it's, it's that drop of the arms, regardless of the length of the piece. Uh, you know, and sometimes symphonies are hard to sit through because some symphonies just like you know, uh, Beethoven Nine is an hour and twenty it's a long, hour twenty three minutes. Straight. It's really massive, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, so, and that's a, for one piece of music. You know, that's that's a long as we we say a lot of Justin Bieber. That's a lot of that's a lot of <laughs> one song for a long period of time.
1: Which is why we're trying to get a younger audience into classical music because right now it's 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 more of a an older audience and they naturally have to go to the bathroom all the time so they can sit through the symphony number nine we need people with strong bladders to go to 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 the symphony orchestra (laughs) sorry you can't
0: come into the orchestra you have a weak bladder but (laughs) but
1: come to um uh but always this is the
0: right time to go to the symphony like so say you have never been before okay say this this is like you've never been like this is the time of year uh a lot of symphonies do christmas pop stuff i know portland symphony here does the magic of christmas which is wrapping up pretty soon but they uh you know, it's it's just a fun time. It's an interactive experience. Uh, and almost every city out there yes. does some oh. kind of holiday concert. Hey, everybody, some, community orchestras. Yeah, and, and... So just, just go and you know get out of your covers a little bit and just go. If you're being hesitant, there's nothing to lose. You know, there, there's it's it's going to be something you're going to enjoy in some aspect. You're going to enjoy the whole thing, but you'll find something that you like about it.
1: Yeah, there's 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 this website you guys can go to. Um, it started by this guy named Larry and some Russian dude called Google. Uh, if you type in your classical music and then the name of your city, um, it'll come up with about four billion results in less than a second, uh, and then from there you can decide what is the Google best show Larry to go Google. to. Larry Google. Larry Google. Um, it's an it's unfortunate last Spanish. name, but a very. <laughs> I do love films with subtitles, and so. Um, but this time of year is some of the best times to to go see a an orchestra perform. Yeah. Uh, go search out, especially a, as a new a listener. It's,
0: it's it's huge.
1: Yeah yeah cuz that it's more accessible. You're going to find more new concert goers now. And now, than now
0: you time. can go and there were more knowledge and some people knowing like when the clap and yep. uh, you know and and um, and when the stand and things like that if you hear the all your course stand for it
1: Yep. and, and uh, I think it's time... It's time to, know, talk to talk about, about beer. talk about Christmas, yeah. It's we're Christmas
0: talking. and beer. And so, you know, uh, we, we, again, like we said, the, the title of this episode is Naughty and Nice. Naughty or Nice, sorry. Either way, and whatever. And being
1: the just witty guys that we, we, are, we are.
0: there is uh, There is a brewing company uh, that's actually just celebrated the two-year anniversary um, out of Limerick, Maine, which is not a metropolis... Of a place at all, uh, <laughs> called Nice Brewing Company, G N E I S S. And if you are into geology, uh, this is this is your shit.
1: I know a few geologists, Emily Harwood, uh, up near. Um, yeah, up, I know any geologist. Yeah, she, uh, I, I, an amazing amount of geologists end up going into sailing. Uh, so M- Emily Harwood Cashin, you're you're up near Rockland. Uh, Limerick is very close to you. And if you don't know what Nice She's a means, geologist. Uh, I can actually read your definition. Uh, nice
0: G E G N E I S S is a medium to coarse grained metamorphic rock characterized by a parallel, somewhat irregular, just like. I,
1: I just fell asleep.
0: <laughs> Alternate band of darkness It's a rock. Yep. Okay, it's, uh, that's what it comes down to. Uh. Uh, so anyway, uh, nice brewing company out of Limerick, Maine. Um, it's they name all their beers after different types. Uh, that's all geology based um, uh, terms and and. Yeah. and and it, proper nouns. It's really cool, um, and it's it's uh, so we thought it'd be the perfect episode to feature them. Yes, they're not a major brewery. Uh, um, we've done a terrible job at focusing <laughs> on like national beers. <laughs> we
1: will get to we'll national get to beers. There. There's just so many. good If you guys beers want to invite here. us to
0: your breweries out west and you want to pay for our flights, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We're up
1: for that. Um, uh, what's tell them about the um, agrogeo?
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so they use this term, and I I think it's something that I've never heard before. Um, but I really like the concept of it. Agro-Geo Brewery and basically it's kind of becoming a completely self-sustaining they're in the working towards being a completely self-sustaining brewery in the sense is that they have a farm um, Oh, you were saying all, all the hops are grown uh, all paralysis. the hops uh, and grains and, and they feed the animals uh those grains to and and refertilize the soil. The, the, and the water they use is yeah, I mean from, from there. Um, so you know they're not. It's not something that happens overnight. It's gonna take years to build up. But it's one of their their goals as a brewery. I think it's such a brilliant idea. Oh, um, great. Complete self sustain. Especially um, there's a report written that you know especially a lot of the hops we use in the U.S. are from the West Coast, and especially after this past summer, uh, the hops have just been diminishing um, and becoming more expensive. I didn't even think about that. Um, So, um, and they plan to sell, you know, uh, um, and hops and and the food and and sell right out of the brewery in in the future years. Um, So they want to become a completely self-sustaining brewer, which I think
1: is such a brilliant idea. And I'm Um, going to self-sustain my uh, beer glass here. Yes, you are. Let's get the sound of the pop. Oh, oh, that no, was not less not impressive. A, not so not as the first two times
0: we opened this bottle um, of the Paleozoic, uh, oh, which it, is, which, hold on, let, let me just take a look. This is probably yeah, the sexiest is,
1: bottle. It's of bottle 99 of 200.
0: Yeah, it, this is so delicious. Um, uh, basically, it's it's a bourbon uh, barrel aged imperial wheat ginger porter. And basically, Nice uh, is is a Belgian, they do a lot of Belgians, that's basically that's the focus of their brews. Um and uh they it's not national distribution it's mainly portland and then they're in the in the tasting room and some other uh locations but it's on draft in, in a lot of places around portland and maine uh but not as as available uh in bottles as, as yeah it's still, still a new brewery but
1: there are a lot of um uh breweries doing uh, bourbon Barrel aged, yeah, uh, dark, dark yeah, beers. Yeah, I know. Allagash uh, does those. Porter, yeah. stouts. Uh, if, if you know, you may not have access to the nice. Uh, pa- uh, what is it? Paleozoic. Yeah. Paleozoic. But um, this 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 type of flavor is becoming this, huge, especially in the winter. So look look yeah, for this your is, local. This is
0: the time um, like to get those comfort beers out, and like you know, uh, we're looking at the porters, we're looking at the stouts. Yeah. Those, especially those bourbon barrel aged um, ones, really have it. Now this is eight percent, so it has a, a bit of a kick to it as far as the uh, the APV.
1: Which, considering um, we have nothing on our stomach, is starting to, to do its job to work. Yeah,
0: um, it's it's super. It's it's intense, but it's comforting. The gin,
1: the ginger, I I really really enjoy.
0: Um, it's it's got it's. I don't get it till afterwards. Yeah, um, but it's the Paleozoic is. Um, it, oh no, we got it at the beer cellar on, on uh, Forest Ave, right by the Hannaford in Portland.
1: Yep, yep. Um,
0: and. It's the guy
1: there was super helpful as well I mean just just knew everything about
0: and, and we about, st- about everything and everything and now and now I'm, I'm normally not a Belgian fan so yeah, I think for, for a... me to drink a Belgian is difficult so this is not my go-to um uh but it, it was it was it was good uh, the flowstone there's another one from nice it, this one is and you can notice you'll see the the nice logo on on the on the Paleozoic but they yeah. don't have it on the on the flowstone it's and this one's a little bit hoppier it's not heavier it's much lighter um but it's still um a, a bit barrel aged but it's much more of that Belgian style
1: yeah it's um, it, it's got to be cold
0: it's got to be cold yeah <laughs> um, even towards the end of it uh it started to get a little more skunky
1: yeah uh, I, I'm not a I I got to be honest I wouldn't I wouldn't order on our own, but yeah. it, but
0: also I mean, we're also not Belgian fans. So for those yeah. who are who are Belgian fans out there, that's a go-to. Like my thing, like my thing is very very hoppy, hoppy face IPAs. Yep, yep. And your thing is like stouts and porters, and and
1: yeah, I um, love the dark stuff. Yeah. Love so the
0: dark stuff. um, so again, if if you are a Belgian mm-hmm. fan, especially, uh, check out Nice Brewing Company uh, at base of Limerick. Their tasting room hours uh, are they? I think they're open several days a week. I'll tell you, uh, fr- actually, oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I lied. Two days a week, uh, Fridays from two to seven, um, and Saturdays noon to six. And it's a bit of a drive to Limerick, but yep. it's worth it. It's a yep. beautiful place to go. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, but you also can find it in a lot of restaurants, and then also at a few distributors around Maine. Yep. I'm sure they're going to grow, um, especially as the Belgian market is is something that's sought after.
1: If you're going to go that far north, make, make a weekend out of it. There's so much up there as well. But if
0: you, if you want information about, about Nice Brewing Company, go to just nicebeer.com, which is G-N-E-I-S-S, beer.com, not like N-I. Like, nice beer, dude. And nice beer. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so we're, we're enjoying both of these. Uh, Especially
1: the, the uh, Paleozoic. The Paleozoic is, is pretty awesome. Um, it's phenomenal.
0: So, listen, uh, we are coming to the wrap of our mini-episode, and it's, it's the holiday season. We're not going to talk to you guys until after the holidays, and before yeah. we, you'll hear of Gus... Here, blue, blue, here from us again uh, before uh, we hit New Year's, and we'll, we'll talk, do some then. But yeah, we'll do we something
1: special for you then.
0: But though. since it's the holiday season, we have our own wish list, and like, yeah. mine's Beyonce. Just as, a, just in general, <laughs> yeah. just her as a, just around me at all times. Um, uh,
1: I have a feeling deep down she is a fan of classical music. I don't know. Jay Z must be. Eh. The um, I, I'd
0: love to find that out. I love that. That's a question. I want to find the, out if
1: the two of them come on. The the. <laughs> You know every every child Didn't in the they world split? did they? I think they split. I have a chance now. Um, there is, you know, every child in the world gets gets to write a wish list to Santa, uh, and there's no reason why we as adults don't get the same opportunity. Oh yeah. Um, we are we are now four point what five episodes deep yep. in our podcast. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the last one uh, about Star Wars. With if with, you, with if you getting... haven't listened to
0: it, it's two hours, but holy shit, it was. <laughs> It was so it's, much fun. It was awesome. <laughs> it
1: was so it was, much fun. It could have been 6 was, hours. It easily. could have
0: been forever like uh but that episode just is besides the fact that it was about Star Wars and John Williams, it was just amongst Tervinski company. Oh, Tervinski, yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. great. But uh, the company was killer, you know, Darren and, and uh, Griffin. But, so, if and you Nicole was there? In our, and Nicole Wolf as well. But if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and either go on our website, bok or go right on iTunes and you can download it and subscribe to our podcast and yeah. find it there. Uh, but Maddie, what's, what's our holiday wish list for the Bok2Bok podcast? We,
1: we have a list of five names that, as we see 2016 coming up, we would love to have on board. Now we know, we realize we are shooting for the stars here. Uh, there are some big names here. That, in fact, they're all big names. Um, but, uh, they, all, all five of them would be instrumental in helping making classical music.
0: Now, are these, fun. are these like ranked or are these from no. hottest, notest, or are these like There's, We, or? we, we,
1: we could go from hottest, Or Are these folk. from,
0: from like naughtiest to nicest?
1: These are, oh, actually geez. There's some that I wish were naughty. Um, <laughs> there, there's 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 five names. You said we, it in a
0: whispery voice. I was slightly creepy, but we'll let it go. Well,
1: yeah. There's five names here that are that are that are in no particular order. We just we just brainstormed. Mm. We've been we've been tossing around these names it for a long still time. Short these, list, yeah. yeah. These, this is the short list. The the list is massive. Folks that we want to talk to, um, and help and, and work with to to help bring classical back to, to our generation the, yeah. you know, to the young generation because it's it's great music um, alright so we're, Matty, we're what, gonna we're gonna run them one through five
0: alright so number one
1: this is your this is mine this is yours number one the On
0: Trio if you don't know the On Trio they are a violin cello piano trio um a h n a h n
1: they're on they' on' they're
0: on twitter we can we can we can they're
1: do, on, we can't do this because the they internet, have probably heard every pun under the stars. I think uh, we are we, the just, first ones we just think we're the first <laughs> first ones. <laughs> they they are um they are they are not only um Stunningly beautiful, but they, uh, which is of course completely out of, uh, has no influence, no, has no at all. impact on their uh, own. But they, they are not only uh, amazing musicians, all three of them, but they are also groundbreaking. They, they have uh, a footing in classical repertoire just as much as they have in. In, in contemporary... I, remember, and I, the I got to see them perform
0: at National uh, Educator Conference uh, oh, oh, gosh, I like eight, so nine years much. back at this point. And it was it was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so Andreo is definitely one of Maddie's top picks, if not the top most top please, pick. Please, please, please come
1: talk to us. We'll buy you beer. Or if you don't like beer... We'll buy you beer.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two is something... Uh, I think both of us, oh, were, we're both a big fan of him. Absolutely. And Chris Thiele, who is going to become the new host of... Uh, uh, Prairie Home Companion. I don't no, know. If you knew that. I didn't know. So yeah, when uh, and my day when, is made when Garrison Keillor is done
1: with Prairie Home. When you Companion, say done, do you mean dead?
0: No, 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 no. Just retired. Okay, he's, okay, he's, okay. He's, he's never going. He's He, he he's has to do uh, the 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 world almanac thing he does daily on on NPR. Anyway, Chris Dealey has been a huge part of the. Bluegrass and classical community because yeah. seriously my yeah. favorite recording of Box Partita Number Three is the one Chris Thile does. It's movie. him. Yeah, um, it's it, absolutely incredible. He's been uh, he was a virt- uh sorry a prodigy mandolin player by 12, yep. and a virtuoso mandolin player by 16 years old. He won and the MacArthur
1: Genius Grant, yeah, he, uh, half a million bucks. That's uh, not,
0: not bad. He, he uh, is from Punch Brothers. You know, mostly from Nickel Creek. Nickel Creek. Um, and he does a lot of collaborations with Yo-Yo Ma, uh, uh, Edgar Meyer. Everybody. He's, oh, oh, Go Rodeo Sessions. Oh my gosh, Yeah, 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 Go Rodeo Sessions Dund- are amazing. As well.
1: he, is, he is the guy that comes out, you know, Punch Brothers will be performing and they'll come out and um, they'll perform... You know, everyone wants some kind of whooping bluegrass thing, and they'll come out and perform Brandenburg Number Three. Yep. or they'll come out and they do Debussy, and that's yeah. on their album too. Yep, or, or Mozart. They'll, 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 they They there's nothing they can do, and 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 he is one of the huge paving. Uh, and
0: and just to back it up with Chris Seely is uh, he. There's a whole interview online that I loved. What he did about concert etiquette with the about, Wall Street about, Journal. Yeah, and yeah. clapping and, and he, there's such a such a stuffiness about not clapping and getting excited. You know, we go see rock pop concerts and we get like we applaud at everything. Yeah, we get pumped. We, we, we applauded them for for you know just turning their backs or picking up the <laughs> instrument. Like, Dave Grohl yeah. for breaking his leg. Yeah. Oh, well, loved Dave. I want to pull up his own name because he's been the man this year. Um, <laughs> but basically, he's like you know he was sitting up in the balcony and he said I was listening to the symphony and the second violins just. Had this ribbing part and they nailed it and he out loud goes yes and everybody like Everyone turned at sh- it and like shushed them.
1: and he's like don't shush me they just kicked ass they were so like, good yeah and he's you know and he's saying how how can it not evoke emotion from mm-hmm. you uh, you know and he, and in that in that same interview he played a Radiohead passage and then he played uh, a movement from Brandenburg yeah and both of them he said you know how can it, either of those not Make you want to move and just and get a reaction out of you. And he he is, um, if there is anyone who is versed in every type of music you could ever imagine, this is the guy. Yeah. We would love to have him on the show. Chris Hill is becoming um, the man. And we and we uh, we just kind of the man, but we we kind of, of want to get him, uh, you know, half gazeboed on on beer. So. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Number three is one
1: that
0: I she's been a big influence on me, especially as doing alternative style strings. Yeah, she's classical crossover is, of course, the lovely Lindsay Sterling. Yeah, um, she's if she became a YouTube sensation, um, and that's really where she became a sensation. And now she's yeah. you know, she just put a new video out and within 24 hours at over a million views.
1: Yeah, it did because uh, we because we follow her on uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. And she um, the 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 the, yeah, the the speed at which uh just a photo is gaining in the tens of thousands of yeah, likes. She she has a she's making and she's still violin, very
0: humble too, which is a, such a cool thing. to oh, see Regardless yeah, of that success, yeah. you know they they yeah. are doing a great job at bringing classical instruments and classical styles or or classical music itself to life to a younger generation. And
1: granted, these these people sometimes uh, you know are twisting the, the the boundaries of what a lot of purists would consider um, an unacceptable performance style or what. But the thing is, you know. If classical music is 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 dying and it, and it, and concert attendance has been on its way down since the the early eighties, so what we're doing isn't working so we, so we have to we have to, to we have to adapt we have to adapt and people th- th- these young people chris Thiele, lindsay sterling the and the Entria, they are they have such a great energy and they are they are the people they are the pioneers that are trying to find a new way to to bring people to to include people um and, I mean, number... Okay, number, number four. four and, is, and this is the reason I, I, yeah.
0: I'm what I am. He's... Yo-Yo Ma.
1: Yo-Yo Ma. Um,
0: you, did, you, did you post that photo yet? The one with... The Star Wars one with him? It was... Yeah,
1: Yoda? Yo-Yo Did yeah, you yeah, post yeah. that already?
0: That's, okay, up, that's yeah up, That's up. Yeah, uh, so the Yo-Yo da. I tagged
1: them both. He, okay. And Yo-Yo Ma just joined Instagram as well, so we, we instantly...
0: So Yo-Yo Ma, him. if he... I mean, you... At least have should have heard his name at some point. If you don't know who he is, he's he is the world's most famous cellist. Yeah, you know, and he he's considered one of the five greats. Yep, um, you know, and Easily. he's and he's currently the uh, currently I think the only living great. I think the rest have passed mm-hmm. away for cellists yep, um, uh, he is. Uh, he's been such influence. Uh, he has done every. He's transformed. He still is a classical composer. Mainly, but he does all these other projects like yes Obra Daga, Brazil, the Silk Road the ensemble, Silk Road, ensemble, uh, is uh, the Road and that's one's uh, multiple Grammys um.
1: yeah if you, if you haven't um, there 's there's a lot of folks who might be listening to this who who uh, would appreciate uh, Sarah Simsolo, uh, a bunch of folks who love that kind of everything from gypsy to Fari uh, Nepalese stuff that uh, he just went along mm. the Silk Road and pulled out um, every style of of, of, of music. Um, and his, F- I, but you just gotta watch it. And, and then he also uh, still YouTube solos still with road. orchestras
0: all across the world, and and releases albums. And he is, you know, he I think he just turned fifty. Um, he still has a long career ahead of him, and he's just been, been been the voice. You know, he when we were younger, he was on Sesame Street. He did the yeah. album with uh, called Hush with Bobby McFerrin. Oh, that is one of our favorites.
1: We still have that. Still, I still
0: it? listen all the time. So Yo-Yo Ma has been such an influence, groundbreaking, especially word. being a classical musician first and then using his skills to just branch out and be innovative and be different, which is huge.
1: Your um, who's your old cello teacher? Who rounds. Yeah, who, um, who, no, 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 another guy who, who lost his cello in New York.
0: No, he didn't, no, 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 no. Yo-Yo Ma lost his cello. Yo-Yo Ma, no, he didn't lose his, my old cello didn't Yo-Yo Ma, there's a story where he left his $2 million Stradivari cello in the trunk of a taxi in New York City yeah. and recovered it.
1: I thought there was another guy that you taught, that you took from who was sitting there, lost his cello, was crying, and this guy touched him on the shoulder and said, what's, what's wrong? And it was your mom and he lent him his cello for the, the uh,
0: sure why not I'm gonna go with it that sounds like a great story though I don't know but right. anyway but I I'm gonna it sounds like a great story and I'm well, sure it was a great we'll, we'll talk about anecdote
1: I mean, we we, we got to roll right into number five because uh, we've talked about and I'm gonna four. add a six
0: to this so I'm gonna break protocol and we're we're gonna add a six to this so you're screw yourself breaking the rules so but number five and this dude is the freaking. Man. He's the master. He's the master. He's got great hair. He's so. And actually, if you just went to go see Star Wars Force Awakened, he actually uh, conducted the orchestra that performed at the soundtrack for yep. Star Wars. Yep. And John Williams actually did it as a surprise to the orchestra. There's a great which is photo the coolest. Williams thing. and. None, nobody but George Lucas and John Williams knew that Dudamel. Gustavo Dudamel, Gustavo, our number five Dudamel. pick, uh, was going to conduct the uh, the orchestra that'd be playing on the soundtrack.
1: And there's a great First photo Awakens. going around of him, uh, him and John with, Williams, well, uh, also surrounded by a load of stormtroopers.
0: Oh, that's, sorry, that's <laughs> right, that's um, right. Gustavo Dudamel. If you don't know who he is, he is uh, originally uh, from Venezuela and uh, was the one that started a program called El Sistema, which is based out of it's a it's a an education music program that basically. Get students off the streets and almost all students off the streets and playing an instrument at a young age mm-hmm. and garner like, you know, guides them along the way to becoming great musicians and then he became uh, artist, music director of the LA Philharmonic, which is one of the top orchestras in the world yeah. at 26. Um, That's right. And, 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 you mentioned that and in he's this, he's this, you know, young, like curly haired guy and just, but let me tell you, the definition of energy and, yeah. and you know, being uh being emotive and like, and just, being the man and the be an inspiration for younger conductors everywhere.
1: What I would give to, to play in an orchestra that he was conducting. Or in. see him live. Or see. Yeah. Or see him on the podcast. Sure. I, we uh, would uh Senor Dudamel, if you are Senor. <laughs> yes. You know, when in Rome. Hello, uh, Signor Dudamel. If you are listening, we would be honored if you would uh, come 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 chat to us on Bach to Bach.
0: So um, I gotta add I gotta add one more after Dudamel. One more, okay. And it's another Chris. Christopher O'Reilly. If you don't know who Christopher O'Reilly is, he is the host of From the Top. Oh. Um, and Christopher O'Reilly is basically... From the Top is an NPR show. NPR. Woo! Um, that... <laughs> I love NPR way yeah. too much. Um, it's great. It's uh, Basically, From the Top is the show where basically every week there's a performance. Um, usually, I forgot words. I mean, From the Top is based in Boston, but I forgot where they host every week at the same location or rotate it. Um, but they uh, feature the Young's up and rising... Uh, you know, kids and teenagers who um, who <laughs> you're are right?
1: you're right there, Bob? I'm at that. I'm at that point. <laughs> uh, who are um,
0: who are just these prodigy musicians and making a difference in the classical world. Yep. Um, and Christopher Riley is this outstanding concert pianist. So he not is only the host of this show; he accompanies all these students on their performances live. I didn't know from that the audience. part of it. And, but also my favorite thing he does—he does a whole album where he covers Radiohead on piano. I
1: definitely didn't know that.
0: That's one of my favorite albums ever. And so, Chris O'Reilly—he's—he's he's one of the people that's helping bridge the gap uh, between you know our current younger generation. Chris and O'Reilly, music. we're going to write him down on the list. So, um, I'm writing him down right here, Mister From six. the Top himself. You know, uh, so I got Adam to the list because he's Absolutely. been a huge influence on, on me as a
1: musician. There it is. We got six. We got six inspired. For amazing six amazing.
0: for 2016. So well, we, not for 2016. But we actually want them in 2016. We we would so love them. In 2016. But this is our Christmas wish list.
1: So um, or all it, them at once, just one big cup podcast. So you know, for the, for the six of you, expect a lot of heckling in the next year. Um we, please, we'd love you to come it's, on. It's, yeah. We would love to buy a beer. Or or whatever
0: drinks seems uh, fancy. We want to thank, you know, we want to thank you guys for listening to our first mini episode. You know, I hope you got something out of it, whether it's our stupid banter or it's concert <laughs> etiquette.
1: Um It was helped along by Nice Paleozoic yeah, and and, so, uh, and the Flowstone. The Flowstone.
0: So uh, Nice Brewing Company, check them out at nicebeer.com. That's G N E I S S beer Um yep. they're still a new and up and coming company out of of Limerick, Maine. Uh, I'm sure they're going to keep growing. And, oh yeah, and oh have, yeah, with, a with,
1: little, with product like this.
0: So um, anyway, we uh, before we take you out with uh, Hans-, Hans Messiah, we want to
1: say, uh, want to say thank you. Merry, Merry Christmas to all.
0: Merry Christmas to um, all. Um,
1: thanks for listening. The um, you know the, these mini episodes will be coming out uh, in the weeks between the, the the major episodes. Keep keep listening. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Um, but until then. Look for a holiday uh, look for a holiday concert, find a symphony, find a group performing um, and and go watch them. You won't regret it. Uh, this time of year is is one of the the best times to go to go see live classical music And before we sit
0: down at Hales Buille, if you're going to listen to this and you're driving. Don't stand up. Yeah, don't stand. Don't stand while yeah. you're driving. Yep. Just, it's a bad decision. <laughs> I know it's proper. If in, you know the do, as we just stated earlier, it's the yep. right thing to do. This uh, is the exception. This is your chance to be naughty and nice. Naughty. Yeah. Uh, naughty, nice, bringing it back there. full circle. Hey, full circle. Um, okay, cheers. Why
1: don't we raise our glasses one last time? Merry Christmas to all. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, and uh, thanks for listening to Bach to Bach. We'll see you next time. We'll talk to you before the new year. <laughs>